This podcast is brought to you by jewishpodcasts.org. Start your very own podcast today at jewishpodcasts.org. Welcome to the Nakuda podcast for Parshas Noyach. Shin P. Dalit. Again, recording in Svas. Uh, there's a war going on here, but uh, we haven't felt the uh, effects of it too much. Uh, more psychological than anything else at this point. Let's hope it continues that way. Anyway, um, so we're talking about Parshas Noyach, and um, I think one angle to go at is. I mean, we're talking about probably, arguably, the most cataclysmic event that happened in the history of the world. Um, and really kind of set the reset switch to start all over again, so to speak. It was the world is still there, but um, humanity had been wiped out. And except for that, you know, one family of Noyach, so that, you know, started the whole thing all over again. That now, instead of everybody just being descended from Automarishan, they were descended from Noyach and his wife. Um, at any rate, what are we uh, what 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 are we focusing on here? There is a very interesting medrash that's quite well known um, about uh, those that um, uh, interpreted the idea of uh, the fact that it says that Noyach was a tzaddik, a righteous person in his generation. So why, why did they add the thing about in his generation? Because well, there are two different interpretations of it. One interpretation is that if he'd been in the generation of Avromavino, he would have been even greater. And the other interpretation says if he'd been in the generation of Avromavino, he would have been, wouldn't, wouldn't have been considered anything at all. So how can we say that, in a sense, both of these are true? So I thought of a way of, of uh, reconciling it which I think is actually um, pretty, pretty instructive in certain ways. Uh, who was Noyach, and what was his uh, what was his mission? What was his what was he out to to uh, accomplish, um, or what was he sent to accomplish? So, first of all, we know that the letters Noyach is also turned around as the same letters of the word Chain, and Chain is. Uh, description we usually apply to someone who is uh, finds favor in people's eyes, so to speak. He's a, he's a pleasant person, somebody that people like. Uh, they talk about him being, uh, you know, you know, a person who's good for Hashem and good for his fellow man. And um, a person who's generally, uh, let's say, you know, accommodating, easy to get along with, uh, someone people like. And you see this by Noach himself, because even though he was busy building the Teva for a long time, he wasn't uh, Davka going up against anyone. He wasn't, you know, making protests, making wars, making uh, a big a big uh, tumult. He was basically just going about his, his work. I mean, Hashem gave him this mission, this job, to build the Teva, and told him, you know, what was ultimately why, <laughs> why he had to do it. 
uh, with also instruction that he should be reproving the people's generation. But he never did it. We never see that he that he spoke up to the point where they would have wanted to uh, persecute him or you know throw him in jail or something like that. At least they never did it. Um, so the point is that he was, and also we know that he actually helped the generation by uh, his uh, creating the the plow. Um, which uh, was definitely a benefit to to uh, you know people getting work done. Um, so he was he was out to help people, and then we saw in the teva itself the way he was helping out. He was he was feeding the animals. He was at the point of getting bitten by the lion. I mean, he was uh, he was you know an accommodating person. He was trying to make make shulam, make peace with everyone. Um, even even when he had to go into the teva itself, it said that he was you know. Uh, uh, he he kind of delayed going in there until the last possible moment. So he obviously was not happy about the idea, you know, like taking revenge on the generation or something or punishing the generation. He wasn't a canoe. He wasn't a person that was out to um, to uh, drive anyone away. But the idea is that, you know, you can bring the horse to water, but you can't make him drink. And it was, he was there. He was doing something. He had a message to bring. He had this shlichus. He was uh, sent by Hashem to um, not only um, not only inform the generation that inform the generation that uh, this was going to happen if they didn't repent, but also he was there to uh, essentially provide for the solution. But only because he was told to do it, so Hashem told him exactly what to do and how to do it. And uh, he was simply following instructions. So this is the quality that he had as a leader. Now, there's uh, another interesting uh, aspect of the story is that after this whole thing, when they finally settled down to dry land again, um, and he was building up, he had this episode with the um, becoming intoxicated in the orchard. Um, Which is, uh, you know, through the Meforshim and everything, the... the, uh, Commentaries explain that this was an attempt that he had, which has been, you know, throughout genera- the, the generations, the tzaddikim of the, of, the, of the generation have very often uh, sought out ways to bring Mashiach now, so to speak, and it was to, to, to preempt, you know, not, not to wait for Hashem to bring the Geula, but to actually do it ourselves. Uh, and and the the, uh, the uh, leaders have very often felt uh, an obligation as being the leader to find some kind of a solution for the for the Golis and 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 bring the final tachlis, the final you know end what's what's eventually supposed to happen and and uh, bring it in their own generation. So apparently this was also an attempt to do that, but it it did not go well. Um, there's there's uh, something in, in, in uh, Zoya talks about. The difference between the yain hamishaker and the yain hamasameach. The same wine can have two different uh, effects depending on how it's it's used and why it's used and everything. And uh, the, the yain hamishaker, the, uh, the the intoxicating wine uh, that gets somebody drunk, is very often has uh, has bad results. We see the the uh, result of that in, in several several stories throughout Tanakh. Uh, one place where he didn't say they were actually intoxicated, but it's uh, the, the, the mice of Nod of Naviu that were killed in uh, the Kodesh Kodushim. It says that they were Shtuyayayan, that had, they had drank wine beforehand. And uh, a few other places where we see wine as being having a, uh, a detrimental effect 
Uh, so there's, it can make a person happy, which is its real, you know, its intended function, or it can uh, cause uh, shikris uh, intoxication, which very often has a, a, a bad uh, effect. In either case, um, we see that in that case he was not up to the, although he felt apparently uh, a drive, an obligation to bring some kind of redemption, he did not actually accomplish it. Um, whereas we do not see that by Avramovina, for example. So what is the point of of Davka comparing him to Avramovini? Why do we say that if he'd been in the generation of Avramovini, then he would have been on a, either a higher level or he wouldn't have been considered anything, but as he's compared to Avramovini Davka. So we have to appreciate the difference between these two leaders, and in a sense we find that in there, that, that way we see the difference between um, many leaders in the, in the course of, of Jewish history. Um, to see how they uh, stack up in a sense, or how their you know their 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 miles and chesloinus, their advantages and disadvantages, uh, strengths and weaknesses, because um, <clears throat> they're not the same in any sense. So if we if we contrast Noyach with Avromovini specifically, we see that Avromovini was a, a totally different story. Uh, there was no. Um, the, the, there was no original shlichus. The, 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 the first shlichus that we see Hashem speaking to Avramovini was when he was like 75 years old already. He had already made the decisions that, that transformed his life. I mean, from the very beginning, he was always seeking Hashem, you know, uh, destroying the idols, that kind of stuff. He was, he was very much into uh, very, being very... Um, um, uh, what's the word? proactive in the uh, discovery and promotion of monotheism, of, of worshiping Hashem as opposed to other idols, of, as opposed to you know, polytheism. He was an advocate, and, and he basically came up with this on his own, so to speak. And it was he, uh, this whole thing, the Chakira, you know, that you, you see the, the, um, uh, you know, the palace is lit up, and who lit it up, or what, there's a party going on, you know, what's going on here that, that's causing this party. In other words, see so many things going on in the world, there must be something behind it. There must be a force behind all of this. So he, he came to himself, basically. He came to the worship of Hashem. And then he made every possible effort to spread it around. Now, that was before Hashem even talked to him, to begin with. And then Hashem said, Lech Lecha. So he went to, to, to Canaan. He dropped everything, and he went, you know, he went to where Hashem sent him to go. And, uh, you know, the various uh, uh, missions that he had, Hashem said about the mission of the Akedah, uh, all the various things that he accomplished during his life. But he was, he basically himself was, on his own, a very, very proactive person who was going to serve Hashem no matter what, whether Hashem sent him or he didn't send him. He was going to be a major figure in, in, in turning over the world to serve Hashem. With Noyach, we do not see that. Noyach would have probably been perfectly uh, done perfectly well in his, on a, if Hashem had never talked to him, and we may never have heard about him. Um, the, the, the whole thing that defined his, his historical uh, role was that Hashem sent him on, on, a, on, a, on a journey, on a mission, and he, he accepted it. He did what Hashem told him to do, which of course took a great deal of, of, of courage and, and uh, uh, you know, power to, as, as a personality to be able to, to, to successfully achieve that, uh, that, that mission, that, that job that he had to do. Excuse me, but it's not the same thing 
as being a visionary of being able to tro- totally change society and get it to go in a whole different path. I mean, Avramavini's own father, Terach, was an idol maker. So, you know, he was, he was very, very familiar with what was going on. He wasn't blinding himself at all to the, uh, the problems of, of idolatry and this kind of thing. And he chose to meet that head on. He decided to, that he's going to be the one that's going to speak up against this and speak, and, and, and speak in favor of a totally different belief system and a way of life and, and, and everything. And this was, you know, and he, and, and he did this by macarving people. He actually wasn't, it wasn't a question of din that we have by Noyach. It was a, it was, it was, it was the hava, it was the love of his fellow man and trying to bring them into um, a, 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 a mindset, a, a philosophy, a, a, a worldview of serving Hashem, Davka, as, as one. Um, so, so would we say that if Noyach had been in the generation of, of Romovini, he wouldn't have been considered anything because, first of all, he wouldn't have had, had anything to do. You know, his, his, his notoriety was based on the mission that Hashem sent him on. It wasn't specifically because he was making an effort to turn around society. So in that sense, if we look at it from that standpoint, he wouldn't have been in the, in the, he wasn't in the same ballpark, he wasn't in the same uh, category, Bechlal, that, 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 that Avromovini was. Moshe Rabbeini, if you would you know, take him as an example, was much more, much closer to, or, or in, in a sense, the same type of leader as Avromovini was, in the sense that he was interested in turning around Society. He was he was uh, proactive from the very beginning when he was in Pharaoh's house. Still, uh, he you know he was very uh, uh, very involved um, and uh, not at all on the side. Whereas Noach probably have have stayed maybe even a total nister if he hadn't been called upon for this particular um, for this particular uh, job, because we not, not only do not see that he stepped up the plate beforehand and was trying to make a major impact in the society, but even after that whole thing, the one thing that he we see try, he was trying to do after after the, the, the flood was this personal type of avoid. You know, he, he he isolated himself in the orchard and he was trying to do something that would bring the geula, but not through having a direct effect on on society. Whereas Moshe Rabbeinu was. Very much more like that, and uh, also his his leading the people. I mean, it was a it was a obviously a totally different type of personality and a totally different role and 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 a, a totally different situation. Um, so anyway, so on the other hand, if Noach had been in the generation in, in the generation of of Romavini, the, the other way of looking at it is that here, if he accomplished the the, the, the idea of becoming on such a high level that he was Zoyche to, uh, to save the world, you know, and that the entire world should be descended from him. So obviously he was on quite a high level. And then, uh, and also being, the very fact that he was able to hold his own to be such a, uh, a righteous person in the, in the face of all of this, uh, all of this evil uh, shows that he had a tremendous uh, strength of character. So that if he'd been in the, in, in the uh, uh, generation of, of Romavini, he would have been on a much higher level than he was on his own. And then 
together with Abramovini or, you know, on the, sitting on the shoulders of Abramovini with all the wisdom that Abramovini had to give over, and even benefited from that, he definitely would have been on a, um, a much higher level than he was when he was on his own in, in his own generation. So again, he would have benefited by his interaction with Abramovini to the point where he would have become a, become a much greater tzaddik. So in that way, we can understand both um, both positions. On the one hand, it's true that compared to Avramovini and the type of person, the type of leader he was, you would say that Noyak was nothing because he wasn't capable of, that we know of, he was not capable of, of transforming the world in that way. But on the other hand, if he'd been together with Avramovini in his generation, uh, he would have been much, much stronger and a much bigger tzaddik than he was, uh, even as it was. Um, so I think this is this is an important uh, discussion for several reasons. It's important to appreciate uh, different leaders on whatever their level they're on, in whatever the context they're on. We see many times in Jewish history that there are leaders that we would not think were such um, such such big tzaddikim, so to speak. I mean, you have you know, on the one hand you have people like Dovid and Shlomo, on the other hand we have people like you know Yiftach and and, and Gideon and people that were not known as being really, really exceptional on a spiritual level. But on the other hand, they were the people that were needed and in their time. It's a very time, uh, contextual type of uh, situation when you're talking about leaders. You're not talking about an absolute level of piety. You're talking about, about what they're doing for the generation, how they fit in to the, the, the historical frame of things and, and, and why they were necessary in order to, uh, to, to be the leaders at the time that they were, uh, in the place that they were. So this is uh, a, a general perspective. And there's also a perspective about, you know, what does it mean to save the world? I mean, uh, there's, there's an idea of just doing what Hashem tells you to do and carrying out that, that job as best you can, and that's all Hashem is expecting of you. He's not expecting you necessarily to go out and... And and bring the geula, uh, you know, on your own or something. It's it's that in general we've seen that attempts by individual tzaddikim to to bring Mashiach, so to speak, as as gener- have, have, I mean, certainly till now they have not worked, uh, and there have been many many attempts um, throughout history. So uh, not because they weren't big enough tzaddikim, but just because you need the people, you need to energize the entire generation, uh, and everyone together can make an attempt to. To uh, really turn over the, the, the you know turn over everything, and even then they really need the support of Hashem, obviously, in order to actually pull it off, uh, despite their best intentions. So, in any case, this is um, a little perspective on the Pasha, and I hope it's been uh, enlightening, and uh, that we've learned something from it.